there, there's always a desire in, in me to do better, to do more. That doesn't always flesh itself out the way I want it to, but you know, you, you, get, you get pretty lean and then you step away for a while and you start eating breakfast tacos because you're <laughs> staying out late and waking up early and you don't want to make breakfast and then you forget to go to HB on Sunday and you don't meal prep and tacos again. And looking at myself every single time, I'm like, dang it, how'd you do that again, man? Like, why can't you not just stick with it it's frustrating to me so i'm like all right we're back at it i just woke up this past right before we started the six-week challenge i woke up one day i was like i'm sick of it i'm going back welcome back to the building better people podcast this is your host charlie lima today i have benson hines joining me on the podcast benson lost 26 pounds on his six-week challenge you're going to hear his story today enjoy uh my name is benson hines um I am 25 years old, been a member for, I believe, about four years. Haven't always been consistent, but we're here now. Um, I'm married. Did I say that? Not yet. Okay. <laughs> I'm married. I've been married for about a year and a half, uh, and I'm a landscaper. Yeah, man. And I think four years ago, you were friends with Jacob mm-hmm. Nichols, kind of how you got here, right? Yep. He convinced me one day, and I was anti-CrossFit for a long time, and Jacob was all about it, and he convince me and were you we working are. out at that time no okay no i was well into my college my freshman 15 probably sophomore <laughs> 30 so yeah so okay so let's talk a little bit about kind of growing up in high school or junior high anything that you remember and recall in terms of like nutrition or, or fitness would you play sports what was your background growing up fitness wise so i played sports all throughout my whole life just whatever i could do i I did football, basketball, baseball, uh, track, um, you name it. I tried it. Powerlifting, um, and I, I just always, I always wanted to be outside and moving. I was never the kid that wanted to be inside. Uh, but what came with that was uh, late nights, and uh, I'm the oldest of four kids, and so my mom didn't really uh, have the the easiest time cooking for six people, and so it. There was a lot of Whataburger kind of growing up and unhealthy habits that started uh, really, really young. You were the, what are the ages of your siblings? So I'm the oldest. I'm 25. I have a sister who is 23, so she's two years younger. Sister two years younger than that. She just turned 21. And my brother is turning 16 at the end of the month. He's Man, nine years younger than me. That's a busy house. Yes, it was. Wow. Okay, so a lot of fast food. Mm-hmm. What was your, what would you call, you played a lot of sports. Mm-hmm. Were you, did you excel in sports? Were you very athletic? Yeah, I was pretty athletic. And then, so were you fast? Were you strong? Were you both? Yep, both. And then, so nutrition really wasn't important because you could eat whatever you wanted. Pretty much. Yeah. And then. And in football, you know, going into, I believe it was my sophomore year, went into high school weighing like. 180, pretty lean, uh, been the same height since like eighth grade. So 180 was a pretty healthy weight for me. Um, and went into high school and um, the coaches were like, hey, you want to play varsity? You need to put on about 50, 60 pounds. So Whoa. I did it uh, in about six months. I was eating like four chicken breasts for lunch, 18 eggs, did all that. But it was just to gain weight. So six months, what did you weigh? Like 250? Mm-hmm. Oh, my. What position did they switch you to? Well, I was playing defense. I was playing linebacker, but they wanted me to play line. So I went to D-line and O-line. And was it all muscle? No. 
Oh, I so. would love for it to have been almost. Well, you said four old. chicken breasts, so I was like, maybe you were eating really well, clean. I, it was pretty clean, um, but I think it was too much. I think it was. I, they they told me to eat twice my body weight in grams of protein a day. So you were eating like 350 to 400 grams of protein a day. Mm-hmm. Just protein shake after shake, and like I said, just tons of eggs and chicken. Wow. And did you, was it gradual or was it like? No, it was like overnight. Like, hey, get after it. And did your workouts kind of match the, the effort? Yeah, I worked out for four hours a day. Wow. One summer. Um, but I, I don't think I rested enough because <laughs> I was still yeah. a kid and I wanted to play. <laughs> how, how did that translate onto the field? Uh, it worked okay. I was definitely slower and was definitely stronger. But I just felt lethargic. Yeah, because I was carrying around wow. so much extra weight. So. And so that was your junior year. That was going into my sophomore year. Going into your sophomore year, mm-hmm. and then kind of what was the rest of high school like? Did you hang out at that weight? I did. I hung out right two I two forty to two fifty pretty much all through high school. And then football ends, and the eating habits stay the same, and wow. no working out. So you graduated at what weight? Probably about two seventy. Wow. And, you know, looking back at that time now, you know, there's there's a lot of high school kids that, you know, the story you're telling or sharing, it, there's that story's happening everywhere. Right. You know, especially, you know, in 2019 when everybody wants to be big right. and strong and wants you know, to go to A&M yeah, and play football. And, yes. And so kind of looking at back at that time, like, are you happy with that decision to eat that way or kind of how how would you reflect on it the thing that that comes to mind the most is i was never going to be big enough to really play at the next level but that's all i cared about at the time um because they've unfortunately kids get fed um the idea that if you work hard enough and you do this stuff no matter what, no matter how big, no matter how small, that you're going to go to the next level. And that that's true for a lot of people. They can go play JUCO or whatever, but not everyone's going to make it to Division One athletics. And if you would rather go to school and get an education where you want to instead of chasing the football dream, then that's you're, you're just stuck with whatever damage was done. Yeah. With, I mean, especially with thinking back, eating habits but then also poor clean form poor deadlift form i've got a lot of friends with like messed up backs and knees because of that stuff because it was all about a number it's always always about a number yeah and so even um these days man you'd be amazed how many like parents encourage too. just like i mean they it seems like i was a high school athlete from i guess 1996 freshman year to 2000 or 90 fall of 99 right you know and we did like a little summer program, you know, that I hardly went to. Right. Um, but man, it seems like these kids now, like they work out from like six in the morning to eight thirty or nine in the morning every day. Like yep. it's it's mandatory or or wink wink. Right. <laughs> uh, you know, you can. It's optional. Wink wink. You right. Know? If so, you don't show up, you have to run. <laughs> yeah. So. It, it seems like there's just this giant focus on performance, you know, and. Uh, fitness in high school football so and you're you're kind of closer to that generation obviously than me so that leads to summer after after graduating high school right tell me about like that transition from being high school football player to being a freshman in college 
Well, um, I guess it's kind of twofold. So, A, you have all these bad eating habits, right? And you come into your freshman year and there's no parents, no rules. So then you got to figure out how to cook for yourself um, and on a budget. Um, and so, you know, I was eating pre-made breakfast sandwiches and uh, Whataburger or going through the McDonald's drive through because I could get tons of food for five bucks. So why not? <laughs> um, but that's just kind of that was the easy transition because I didn't really ever need to cook for myself. And what did I see all growing up, but just go swing through the drive-thru. You mentioned the freshman 15 earlier in the podcast. So did you actually gain 15 pounds or did it might've been more? I mean, it was, you know, you move to college and you're like, woo, no rules. And then you like eat whatever you want. And then honestly, I drank a lot of beer. Yeah. So, did you live on campus? I did not. Off campus. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, you know, by the end of your freshman year, are you weighing like 290 or? No, I never got that high. I think the highest I ever got was 280. Okay. Yeah. And and did you work out at all your freshman year? I mean, I think our our apartment complex had a gym. I I might have gone twice. Mm -hmm. So. (laughs) And so now we're we're getting close, I guess, to that four-year mark but because when you came here you go four years ago it was 21 so you're probably you're probably junior in college yeah so give me kind of a little bit of context between freshman year and junior year 19 or 18 to 21 well uh to be honest one day i looked in the mirror and was like oh gosh um there, <laughs> there's like it was the picture in, or looking in the mirror and then i saw a picture of myself fishing and my cheeks just looked huge and I was like that's not who I remember um and that's when I well, I tried to just not come here but just work out with Jacob like hey will you train me on the side um and that went okay but then he was coaching so much he was like hey I can't do this anymore but there's like a summer thing and it's a deal so if you jump in now it's cheaper and mom was like okay if you want to do that I'll pay for it um so that's how it started. You know, it's cool that you said like the mirror thing because it's funny. The, the way you said that is exactly how it was for me at 18. You know, mine was basically February of my senior year of high school. So, base, you know, no, football season ended in November. Right. Three months go by. I gained about 20 pounds. I got to the heaviest that I've ever been. And, and it happened literally one morning out of the shower, staring in the mirror and just like, whoa yeah it's <laughs> yeah. almost like you hit a certain point it's like 29 pounds is fine but that 30 pound yeah. mark you're like oh gosh yeah okay so that was basically what led you to talking to jacob right and you kind of mentioned too like you didn't really like crossfit at the time yeah is there any like real reason for that or was it just no <laughs> <laughs> it was just like one of those things yeah. like um i guess it was like kind of funny jacob was on my young life team um, and so we would make fun of him cause he always wore like CrossFit shirts and CrossFit shorts to everything we ever did. Um, and so it was like, Oh, there's the CrossFit guy. Um, and that's just kind of, it just was a joke. And so, but then it turned into me like having some sort of negative connotation towards CrossFit. Well, you know, what's the, what's the thing that they say? Like the number one rule about CrossFit or doing CrossFit is like, you got to talk about doing CrossFit. Right. Something like that. <laughs> It's like what's the, what's a atheist, a CrossFit guy, and like a vegan have in common? It's all they talk about. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I would even be curious to hear your take because it sounds like it wasn't even CrossFit that you didn't like. It sounded like it was just the idea of it. 
Yeah, I think it was more the idea of, of working out again. I think that um, it's interesting you bring that up. I haven't thought about this in a long time. But when I graduated, or not right before I graduated high school, I had the opportunity to go play football at Blinn um, on the, the JUCO team um, as a walk-on. But I just didn't – I felt burned out. I had played sports and worked out like that's all my life consisted of or it seemed like for 12 15 years and it was always about I mean that's what got me through school it's like hey as long as you're eligible to play um and I was just like man I'm, I'm sick of this I just want to like have fun because it seemed like four or five hours a day that's what I was doing and then on top of that having to do school so I can work out it just seemed like a chore Mm-hmm. Kind of like what people do with church too. It's like mm-hmm. you grow up like every Sunday, every Wednesday, right. you know. And you're you've been very involved in young life, so you probably hear that from a lot of these college students, you know. And right. then all of a sudden, you're like, I just don't want to do that anymore, you know. And, right. And so, I guess at that time, it wasn't even CrossFit. It was just kind of this idea of like commitment to fitness again, you right. know. And so now you're on the other side. <laughs> you're over here I, four years into a. CrossFit and, and thriving and doing really well. So let's kind of start talking about that first, I guess, couple of weeks in the gym. You know, like whenever you came here in that summer, you know, anything stand out to you? Anything like worth sharing about those first workouts or maybe some, you know, thoughts, initial kind of like challenges? To be honest, I'm, I'm just, I'm really competitive. So I remember like rolling up and there was like some older guys that, you know, 40 45 and i'm like 21 and like before the workout starts i'm like i got this like i'm about to whoop this old man's butt but they finished before me and i was like oh my gosh this is how bad it's gotten like i'm so far away from where i once was um and what what felt really good was coming in it's only an hour it's not that long um but just leaving feeling like and I did something today. And it's the summer, right? Like, you're not supposed to do a whole lot. You're supposed to, like, hang out and watch TV and not worry about school. But those days when you do nothing, I always felt crappy at the end of the day. Next day, I was more lethargic. When I came to the gym, yeah, I was sore the next day, but I was ready to wake up. I was ready to go do something. Do you feel like in the first summer you got great results in any way? Like, was there fitness improvement, any weight loss? Yeah, so... The first summer, I think that summer I probably lost about 15 pounds and it lit a fire um, until we did that. The first in-house I remember that I did with Travis Floors and um, with Shelby and Taylor Garner, I believe. Yeah, four-person team. Yeah, and it was like, we won. And now I'd only been doing CrossFit for so long. And at the end of it, I think I had lost like almost 30 pounds, maybe 35 or something like that and that was like in six months just because there was a mental shift of hey you should eat better you should you know come to the gym and at the time I was coming you know six days a week and uh, I had just fell in love with the idea of working out again I guess yeah and you guys had like a really special crew you know that y'all would have kind of all roll up in the car together and yeah we were all roommates yeah so you know what did that do for y'all's friendship to be doing CrossFit together? It was fun. I mean, we we would literally schedule our days around it. And, like, there were a few times we'd come to the 5 a.m. because somebody had to work. 
at you know 5 p.m when we normally come so everyone's like all right cool we're waking up early which means we're all going to bed early and it just it created a even deeper sense of community uh in our house which was really fun and cool and found ourselves talking about it all the time and sunday afternoons it was like all right let's go to heb what are you cooking this week and then we'd all meal prep together I mean, it was kind of fun yeah and as a college student i always feel like man having a crossfit membership in college would be like one of the coolest like extracurricular activities you know meeting people having this like structure in your day where you're gonna go do this thing and i think you know, we all operate a little bit better off of structure so having like I'm going to go at, you know, five o'clock or I'm going to go at noon or kind of scheduling in my day, I think gives college students and everybody, but college students, especially like a good kind of base, you know, now talk about it from a college student perspective. You mentioned like these older guys and it's funny you say 40, 45 and I'm like, I'm 37. I guess I'm an older guy, (laughs) but, uh, talk about it, like working out with these people that were older than you, you know, but also kind of the feeling of like them. It's not like there's any separation in friendship, right? Like you could talk to them and, and you've probably felt like you were a part of something with them. It wasn't like, oh, he's old or hey, oh, she's a mom or this and that. But as a college student, was there was there ever this feeling of like feeling different because you're a college student or did you always feel like you were a part of like the, the community? I mean, it, I think it was, it felt like that in the first week, but it always kind of feels like that the first week, right? The first week of class, going off college first we get a new job you always feel like the stranger right the 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 new kid if you will but there there was such a sense of encouragement and community coming in and everyone's cheering you on you're the last guy running in from the 400 and you're like on the warm-up huffing and puffing but everyone's like come on man you can do it um it it quickly became what felt like a, a strong community even after a week and there didn't seem to be an age difference it was just hey we're kind of all in this fight together um, cause for me at the time it was a fight, yeah, <laughs> it was a fight yeah. to show up. Yeah. Every time you mentioned kind of on and off for four years. So kind of talk about that, like talk about consistency, talk about times out of the gym seasons of whether you missed for weeks, months, you know, what, what does that kind of on and off look like for you? Uh, well it, I worked all through college and, and the second summer that I kept my membership, I was mowing the entire summer. And so I would come back from work and think I should go work out but man I've been walking all day I've been on a mower all day I'm just tired I just want to go home and drink some water and relax um and so that was I think that was one one day specifically and then it turned into two and that turned into a week and then it turned into virtually the entire summer um and then school came back and I got back into it um but then I moved, I moved out off OSR, and if I didn't schedule my day exactly perfect, I was leaving the house at 6 a.m. because I was go to work um, and then go to class and then go back to work. Um, and if I didn't schedule my day perfect, if I didn't pack my lunch, if I didn't pack a workout bag the night before because um, of laziness, doing homework super late or whatever, um, it, was, it, was too, it was 30 miles away to get out there and then 30 miles back. So before I could even do anything it was 60 miles and so it, it became easy to um to just not come mm-hmm. and then got back into it and then i got married and then well then you're you're a newlywed and you just want to go home and hang out with your wife um and then you know it just it it's a it's a reoccurring pattern of 
getting into it, getting out, slowly coming back in. Uh, man, the first day back is always the hardest. And then the second day, you're like, man, do I really want to do that again? And you do it, and then it's easy to get back on. But it, it seems like it only really takes one day, for me at least, to just fall off and get lazy. So like, I think a lot of people can relate to you it, that are listening right now. I think people that, you know, if they're honest, yeah, four years, 10 years, you know, right. 20 years, they have been this kind of on and off, you know, kind of uh, whether it be at a CrossFit gym or at a, a regular gym or anything. And so our nutritional meal plan, you in four years, I mean, you're here now, right? Like in you, and we'll talk about this six week challenge because, you know, you've seen great results on that program and, and I want to get to that. But I think the most important thing I tell people is like, you got to start back. Like it's not even so much like, yes, we want to do well, like when we're in, you know, the gym, but more important to that is when we get off, we got to get back on very quickly. So what has been the thing or what has been you mentioned it being really hard right one, one day off or right. how do you how have you continued to get back on like how are you still sitting here four years after that first summer going through a, a lot of different changes you know you went from being a college student to graduating and self-employed and marriage and you know you see you change a lot of seasons in your time here at the gym so how have you continued to have the discipline or desire to kind of get back on? Well, um, to be totally honest, uh, when I signed my contract four years ago, uh, I got a discounted rate, and I've always been afraid of losing it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> to be totally day. honest, yeah. uh, that's been, that was like in those seasons where I never canceled, because I was always like, I need to go back. I'm going to go back. But if I cancel, then I'm going to have to pay more. I don't want to pay more. So that, to be yeah, honest, that's awesome. that was part of it. Um, and then... There, there's always a desire in in me to do better, to do more. Um, that doesn't always flesh itself out the way I want it to, but um, you know, you you get you get pretty lean, and then you step away for a while, and you start eating breakfast tacos because you're <laughs> staying out late and waking up early, and you don't want to make breakfast, and then you forget to go to HB on Sunday, and you don't meal prep and so tacos again, and. Um, looking at myself every single time like dang it how'd you do that again man like why can't you not just stick with it um that's it's frustrating to me and so i'm like all right we're back at it i just woke up this past right before we started the six-week challenge i woke up one day i was like i'm sick of it i'm going back just kind of mind shift you know mm -hmm. kind of like almost like what i tell you is like you snap your fingers it's not as easy as snapping your fingers but there is a switch like when you mentally commit and you know, I, I wrote a book a, a few years back and, and one of the things it's my seven strategies for taking back your life. And I always, you know, the first strategy is mentally commit. Like you have to mentally commit before you start working out, <laughs> you know, yeah. before you start meal planning before it's like when you mentally commit, that is the trigger for everything else. Yeah. And I think to your point about snapping your fingers, I think it almost is that easy once you have a membership you have the membership. You're already paying for it, and you're not using it. Um, so you're welcome for feeding your kids for four years. Um, <laughs> we have a lot of kids, so thank you. <laughs> um, but you already have the clothes. You already have the shoes. You got the knee sleeves and everything else. Just pack a bag and go. And just snap your fingers. Just 
white knuckle your steering wheel and turn into the gym. There you go. And no one's going to say, oh, man, you've been gone for six months. Where'd you go? They won't say it. They might say that, but they'll say it in a, hey, we're glad you're back type of way. Um, And doing that once or twice, you're going to think about eating those tacos because you'll feel it. (laughs) You'll think about eating Whataburger for lunch because you're going to feel it like yesterday. I didn't eat Whataburger, but I felt (laughs) it yesterday. So, so you, you and I sat down in the fall, I believe, about the six-week challenge. Somewhere around yeah. there, yeah. And at that time, it wasn't you weren't ready at that moment. Right. And then you texted me, and, and officially, what was your start date? I don't remember. It was sometime in February or March. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. So give me a little bit about like the initial conversation about six-week challenge, and then waiting to start and kind of what it what needed to happen for you to take that next step and then we'll talk a little bit about the program so i uh i was sitting on the couch one night scrolling through facebook had not worked out consistently in a while was going maybe two three times a week and um i i was scrolling through facebook and i saw the video about the six-week challenge and i was like i need to do this like it's time and i had this flashback to when when I had initially come and had pretty good success and it was with Jacob and it was all about the accountability and the, he would text me every day, Hey, what are we doing? How'd you eat? You know, all this different stuff. Um, and that's, that's a lot of what was kind of said in the program. Like, Hey, you have full access. Hey, you have, um, accountability. You have all this other stuff. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and I was like, I need that again. And I know that if I don't have that, I'm not going to do it. And so really, it was just me trying to convince my wife to spend the money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's really what it was. Because she's like, well, you already spend so much on, on your membership. I'm like, well, but it's not. It's an investment in my future. And then so tell me about the program now. Give me a little bit more. I guess I know about the program, but give me a little bit more about your experience. Uh, maybe for a listener who's unfamiliar with it, help them kind of, I mean, I would love for them to take something away from hearing about your experience, you know, what, what did that six weeks do for you? And what are some of the biggest like breakthroughs in your overall, like weight, whether it was weight loss or body composition results? So, uh, I guess the six week challenge in and of itself is, is a meal plan and accountability. Um, so I'd have, I sat down, did an initial weigh in and we did this fancy scale and it's got you know, your bone density, not bone density, your body fat, body percentage. fat, you've got uh, your water weight, your overall weight measures somehow, uh, how much each leg weighs, how much each arm weighs in your trunk, um, and kind of what percentile you're in based on your height and uh, your age. <clears throat> and um, sit down and Gus hands me his binder and slides it over and goes, okay, you've got what are your reasons for doing this? Write them down. They can be as selfish as you want them to be. So, you know, you write down, hey, I want my wife to, her head to like break because she turns her head so hard when I walk by because I look so good or, you know, <laughs> what, whatever the thing is for you. Um, you write that out and then you write, first thing is your don'ts. No dessert. No, for me it was beer. I went home, dumped out every can of beer I had. Um you know, you just, you kind of set up these expectations for the next six weeks. Um, and then he gives you this binder and it's got all these different um, things you can eat. And you're like, wow, this this list is virtually endless. Minus, you know, Whataburger and, you know, some of the other McDonald's, the fun things, um, ice cream. Um, but 
Then he goes, okay, this is how much you need to eat at each meal. You need to drink this many protein shakes a day. And here you go. And I was like, okay, when do I start? And he's like, right now. I was like, what do you mean I didn't go to HB? He's like, well, you better go to HB. <laughs> so he um, just jump right in. And uh, what it has taught me is a big thing for me was portion control. Um, but I, I think what I learned is I had portion control down. I don't think the size of my plate has changed, but my per portion control has changed. Um, Can you expand on that? Yeah, so Gus told me to eat 50 grams of protein at each meal, which equates to about half a pound. And I'm thinking, that's a ton of food. Like, that's a ton of protein. Like, why not more rice? Why not more? Well, because we're trying to burn fat. We're not trying to use carbs. Um, You know, eat a cup of vegetables. That doesn't sound like a ton. Well, you pile on a cup of vegetables. It's quite a bit of vegetables. Uh, and then you eat just a little bit of carbs, and it's you're fully satisfied. I mean, I remember the first night I ate dinner, I was like, how am I going to finish this? This is absurd. Um, so, yeah. And then give me the data, like the results. What was your initial weigh-in? What was body fat percentage? And then how did you end? <clears throat> I think I meant to bring my binder, um, and I forgot it, but... My initial win was at like 278, I believe. Uh, body fat percent, 28 and a half, somewhere thereabouts. Um, and I ended my last win, I was 252 and down to t- 21.3% body fat. 26 pounds. Mm-hmm. And, of, and my muscle and- didn't change at all wow okay so you know for for people listening that maybe can't uh understand what you just said basically you were on the scale day one you look you weighed 278 you were on the scale day 42 so six weeks later you weighed 252 mm-hmm. more importantly your body fat was 28 and a half percent and right. you ended at 21 and a half percent or thereabouts and every pound, and that's the cool part about the body comp, is that every every it tells you what you lost because if you lost, you know, ten pounds of lean body mass, obviously we probably didn't eat right. appropriately to keep your lean body body mass. Right. But you lost zero lean body mass, which means you lost no muscle, and it was all fat. Right. I think one week. This is the cool thing about the scale too. Is I think one week. I actually went up a pound and a half after between scans, and I was so mad. And Gus was like, but look, I had initially dropped. I was not. We adjusted my numbers throughout the the length of the program. <clears throat> and I initially had dropped, I think it was like four pounds or something like that, of, uh, of lean mass and a bunch of fat, uh, like six or eight pounds or something like that. And I had come back. And I had uh, gained a pound and a half, but I had lost more fat and gained all my muscle back. Man, and that's kind of, I think, where having a coach, like having someone who is not emotionally attached to your information. Right. You know, he cares, obviously. He wants to get you results, but he, he's not looking at that those numbers like you are. You see that you've been putting in seven days of effort you deserve, you know, X or Y, 
and you don't get it, so you're mad, you're kind of like frustrated, and then he's there to kind of level you out and say, hey, because he knows that, hey, this is week one, you know? Right. It's like the, you know, imagine the high school football team starts the season against whatever team and they lose, and they're all the kids are disappointed, but then there's still like 10 more games or nine more games. Yeah, and that other team was ranked like number two in the state. Yes, exactly. And so, but having Gus as your coach to come in, and kind of even like talk to you and remind you. And then at the same time, you mentioned something else that I think is really powerful, which is he tweaks some things throughout the process. Right. Tell me about that. So we we noticed that when I started losing um, losing muscle mass, he was like, we don't want to do that. We want to keep your muscle mass the same. Um, and so we dropped carbs down, but not too far, just enough to, to keep everything right. Um and he's like, if you're hungry, drink another protein shake, eat more. I was like, kind of had PTSD from that because of how many protein shakes I had to drink <laughs> in high school. But uh, it works. It worked. Um, there's a little bit of experimentation that went on. Um, and there were some ways that were better than others. But not everybody's chemical makeup and metabolism works exactly the same. And so you've got to play and you've got to have trust in the system. And I think that's why... Um, we had so many different weigh-ins and check-ins. Exactly. Yeah, because he's in, in me from a trainer perspective, you're absolutely right. It's just like we write a workout on the board, but you know in a class with 15 people, I mean, yeah, there's probably like four people doing the same thing, but the other 11, I mean, we are making adjustments. We're modifying. Like you might have somebody pressing X weight or doing, you know, take today for example, you have some people doing ring rows and other people doing pull-ups and other people doing banded pull-ups because it's it's not a one size fits all. Right. Nutrition is even more so an individual an individualized uh, approach would be best, right? Like what makes sense for you? And right. I think, you know, that's that's huge, man. So okay, so 252 pounds now give me the kind of like since then what's going on how are you doing so what i realized is nothing really has to change i can still go out to eat i can still go um i can still be a part of what everybody else is doing um just don't drink sweet tea drink unsweet tea it's fine don't drink coffee which this wasn't my problem anyways but with a bunch of cream and sugar in it, just drink it black. You'll get used to it. Drink it for a week. You'll be fine. Um, instead of ordering a burrito, get a steak or fajitas. Um, if you want chips, great. Have a handful and then quit. Don't eat five baskets of chips. And it's just these little mental um, mental changes that were made that ultimately, I mean, they serve you the best. Little changes over time yield big results. Correct. You know, and like you said, I love that. If you're drinking sweet tea every day and you just switch to unsweet tea, sure, there's a level of discomfort for about a week. Right. Or like you said, coffee, you know, and you're having cream and sugar. Drink it black. Sure, there's a level. But those little things, man, you do that for three years, one way or the other, it's going to yield significant changes you know in, right. in the area of doing it with cream or doing it sweet you're going to yield significant changes in the wrong direction than changing it for the healthier i guess for or the unsweet version without it um okay last question you've been here for a long time 
you've kind of seen our gym evolve and our culture evolve and just, yeah. you know, the, the building better people is the title of the podcast, but it's also a big part of why we do what we do. Cause we believe that this place is about so much more than pushups and pull-ups, right? So as in, in your perspective, in your experience here, what does building better people mean and how's that applied to you? I think it means creating healthier habits all the way through a person. I don't think it is limited to just um, working out. I don't think it's limited to just um, nutrition, but there's a spiritual aspect. There's a mental health aspect that all kind of embodies all of this stuff. And when someone buys in to the nutrition and to the health uh, or the working out part, it's easy to find other niches and desire the community that you would find in a church or that you would find um, and sitting down with a group of men or women uh, and sharing what's what's going on and what's really hard instead of being unhealthy and sitting at the house and watching TV until you're numb. I think buying into a community is the first step and then you get to experience several different sub-communities in that. Thank you for tuning in today. Don't forget to subscribe to the Building Better People podcast where you will hear more stories of individuals being positively impacted by living a healthy lifestyle.